0: Yo, 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 and welcome back to Think Like Me or Don't, squeaks and all. I don't even know if you can hear the squeaks, but I hear them as I turn in my chair. My name is Brett Martineau, and I am excited to welcome you back. I'm excited for this episode. Uh, this episode, I mentioned it last week, but this episode, the name of this episode, the name of the game, is foreshadowing. A lot of the stuff that I talk about, and some of the words specifically that I use in this episode, you're going you're gonna to see become a theme over the next couple of episodes and like i mentioned last week i just recorded the season finale and recorded like the culmination of all of this stuff that's happened and really what my plan is and my my vision for moving forward and some of the words that i use in this episode are huge pieces of that so pay attention to that i'm not going to give too much more away as always head over to anchor.fm forward slash think like me drop in some audio messages some comments and questions it doesn't really matter what it is if it's appropriate Maybe even if it's not appropriate, I will feature some of them in a future episode. Um, I'm really excited about all of that. But without further ado, it's episode six, y'all. Yo, yo, yo. Day seven in the morning. It is 6.17 in the a.m. Here in beautiful, dry, quaint Hurricane, Utah. Let's check in on the score first. Uh, personal checking account, 82 cents. Booyah. That uh, refund from iTunes doesn't come through, but whatever. Uh, business checking got $942.86. Had a, an invoice go through the, the, the the money was deposited to the account this morning which is great um, it's kinda funny so in the last episode the end and the musings so Sue always makes fun of me because she says that well I say always last couple of times the first time I smoked a cigar Sue for the next like, day or so, I was like paranoid that, that I uh, smelled like cigar smoke and that I was gonna leave a, the smell, and then the Airbnb was gonna get upset, and then our apartment complex was gonna get upset. Anyways, I was freaking out. And so, before I smoked that one last night, she was kind of teasing me that, oh, you're gonna be all paranoid and you're gonna not know if you can smell. She always makes fun because she's like, normally you get paranoid after you smoke, not before. Because this time I was like going into it a little bit nervous. But I was like, ah, okay, whatever. I'm just going to go do it. And um, it actually was incredibly relaxing. Super nice. It was a nice mellow flavor. It smelled amazing. Um, but anyway, so I was super relaxed with the whole thing. And we're sitting there. Like, they, they must be stationed right across the street or something, because they drove out on the street and then just blasted their siren right in front of the house. And I was like, it freaked me out, because I thought maybe they were, like, maybe they were, it was like somebody called the cops on me, because I was smoking, which of course was the, that's the paranoia talking, but that's what I was thinking, so... Anyway, so that, obviously, it wasn't just an ambulance. The ambulance took off. And and now, um, here we are. We're going to head up to Bryce Canyon today. This will be interesting because this will be a a couple of days uh, during a week um, where, like, these are, like, days during the week where I'm not actually going to be fully... Engaged in the with client work. So we're gonna see kinda how this goes. Okay, come over here. I gotta navigate this because there's no street lights. Here in a good old hurricane, so I gotta keep whipping. falling to his death. But anyway, yeah. I think some of the stuff I was sort of rambling on in my musings. I've kind of gotten a little bit more clear on Um, and it's just basically we're going to have to see that's what it all comes down to we're going to try a bunch of things and we're just going to have to see um, how it all works out and so I do feel like I have a different like something clicked I I feel a sense of resolve to not like feel a sense of resolve to um, move everything forward right I feel like even this morning I had a little bit of panic because I remember that it's the 24th and I know that Capital One was freaking out about the car loan payment and yeah I'm late and you should never really be late but I'm like Yeah, but more important than my car loan payment is my rent payment. Because I... They can repo the car, which they won't. But it'll be fine. But they can't... I don't want to put Sue in an awkward position where... Because she, she, you know, she pays for part of it too. And so I don't want her to be at risk or anything. But (laughs) anyway... So... Kind of where we're at now, but um, I think it'll be good. This week is going to be. I, I also got an email last night back from a guy that I spoke with and essentially quoted him to do what I was doing for for uh, Danny, the 5K a month, and I expected him to sort of will hear me out and then, and just sort of leave and not, not sort of ghost me out. That happens all the time. But he actually emailed me back uh, last night and he said, hey, just want to let you know we're still in, in uh, negotiations. They should be done mid-October and then we should be good to go. So I don't know what that'll turn into. I don't really know how good I'm going to be at that, but it's an opportunity. And he's like a legit performer, which is always, I always prefer dealing with people that are legit, so that'll be good. Um, and then the guy is supposed to uh, do the audit, I'm supposed to sign up for that this week, so hopefully what'll happen is I can make payroll by the end of the week so that I can get paid to my personal account by next week. Wick, don't go under there. Jeez. Um, so I can make rent, and then hopefully we can get enough people. Like I talked to one of my clients about just switching him to a monthly retainer, like very, very low, like 500 a month. But but I haven't really built him that much since we started, and so it actually makes kind of sense to start out there and then kind of go from there. So anyway slowly but surely we start to build and then I think today while we're hiking I'm going to start thinking through some numbers some stuff that might make sense to do for uh, for like growth metrics um, just to make sure that you know, like, I, like I talked about before make sure that I've got something to judge myself against make sure that I'm actually moving the business forward and not just sort of sitting back and expecting a paycheck. I think that's the big thing, too, is I think I've always just sort of liked the idea of being able to expect a paycheck and never really liked the idea of owing somebody something for the paycheck. Um, The problem is, like, that's a very backward way of thinking, and it doesn't really work for me. I mean, obviously, it doesn't really work. You can't really build a business that way. You can't really build a, an income or a life that way. And I've just always been thinking very small potatoes. Like That's a very small potatoes approach. But I think this, this is something that is more consistent. It's more scalable. It's more uh, dependable in theory. So we'll see. We'll see how it all goes, how it all rolls out. And um, I'll keep, I'll keep updating. I'll keep it all updated. This actually has been kind of fun to get these thoughts out because it helps me to to sort of crystallize them. And I think an outlet where I'm forced to sort of perform my ideas gives me a chance. Like hearing stuff out loud is usually the first. It's your first sort of critique. And so, being able to hear it out loud, and 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 with the understanding that that it has the potential of being heard by someone, I don't want to sound like an idiot. So I'm a little bit more sensitive and critical of myself. So anyway, it's going to be a little a little shorter today um, because we're going to be up and out on the road again shortly. But uh, yeah, good times. Peace. Yo, what's up? It is the evening of day eight. A um, bunch of stuff happened yesterday. We were just out hiking and stuff, so I thought it would make more sense to um, just hold off and then wait till we got home. But we're back here now, um, so it's going to be kind of fun, actually. Interestingly enough, on my, way, on, our, on my way back, I got a message from a lady that I kind of, I basically pitched the, aunt, the apprenticeship to. And she mentioned that she, like the guy that I talked to last week, they're both looking more for someone to join their staff because they need help servicing their customers. And I thought to myself, there's an interesting opportunity, potential opportunity, and I wanna talk to them more, uh, more specifically to kind of get an idea of what it is that they, like what specifically they're looking for. But there's an opportunity for me to potentially uh, expand the, the application or the or the implementation of the apprenticeship to include, like white labeled agency services, because, like, and this that actually that actually would uh, fulfill one of the like directives that I've had for myself, which is to like fix agencies. Um, but instead of like trying to build one myself and do it that way, which I still would do. But this would give me an opportunity to expand my ability to have influence. Because for a very nominal fee, I would essentially be their uh, agency delivery consultant. So they would have their own, obviously, systems in place. But I would come in and help them to refine those systems and then provide the fulfillment of those systems right so instead of me being the central point of contact and needing to go and find businesses that need those types of services one off i could i could essentially help other agencies by providing them with not only consulting to so they get the they do it right but also with the resources to actually fulfill on their own services. Um, now, <clears throat> now the unfortunate thing is that that would kind of play into my distaste for like longer-term high-ticket agencies. But at the same time, I don't actually know. I don't actually know how much. Um, how many clients these people are trying to to service. So it's gonna be interesting. I'm really, really interested in having conversations with them because that could, it's a a subtle shift. Like it's essentially the same thing for me, right? I just, I would be a go-between and I'd be responsible for the output, but not responsible for the work itself. And so these people are just essentially outsourcing their uh, delivery. But I think long-term, the potential is to create a situation where I could, in theory, absorb a lot of these agencies up into one umbrella, right? And, ah, this is another thought that I just had, I didn't have this idea before, but this might also give me an opportunity to create some standards for agencies. Right? So instead of, because long term, what I really want to do is run, I want to be in charge of, like, setting standards and holding agencies accountable to particular standards in this space. Because that's like the panacea of what I really want to be doing. I don't really care as much about the actual delivery. In fact, I don't really want to be doing that long term. But this might be an opportunity for me to get into that. So, the thing that I have to be very careful of, I think, is that I commit myself too strongly to too large of a workload across too many people, right? Because, like, that was my biggest problem with Ollie, was that I ended up in a position where I was responsible for not only the strategy, but also the delivery. Now, in this case, I actually would be in a different, it would be a different sort of role, but it doesn't actually, I don't really think that it would be that different than what I was pitching the apprenticeship as before. Like I think, to be honest, I think it might even be, it might even be less work because instead of trying to start someone up, instead of being responsible for a return all I'm responsible for is client satisfaction, which I know I can manage that. And if I was to now of course the part of this also is based on an assumption that the number of hours that would be needed would match up with like if I was to bring Tom in, um, then that would all work out. But and also that these people think that it would be worth it. But I I mean if I if I had two clients that I was basically managing their their delivery and i was outsourcing that work to um tom to or to anyone really but like if that was the case now these agencies i know they are going to want to have people on their own staff but i feel like again the type of person that they're looking for um, and the type of person that they need for their clients they're not going to be able to get them for the price that they're looking for. And so the one thing that I have to figure out is, do I completely white-label the service and, and personally guarantee the standard of, of quality? And then, then I'm still the bottleneck? Or, and I'm spitballing here, so this might even be the... I might self-solve my own problem here. Or do I create... Uh, uh, sort of a super agency which is at the we're basically the delivery for all other agencies and then my way of scaling myself is to bring on other higher cost resources in like a management capacity so like I see I see the space as a bunch of uh people that are kind of getting into the space that are charging $25 to $40 an hour. And then I see some people that have been around for a while that have a little bit more experience that are charging anywhere from $75 to $100 an hour. Well, maybe like $50 to $75 an hour. Then you've got experts that that aren't going to even get out of bed for less than $150. So long term, what it could look like, potentially, is it could be... Um, like it could start out with me and one one of the 20 to 25 to 35 dollar an hour um, resources, and then from there, it could like and we could probably between the two of us, we could probably handle maybe three clients, right? And then if we bring on one more low cost resource. And then we could probably handle another um, another two two clients, maybe. And then by the time we get to that point, I would then be managing the workload for what's that? Six different clients, five, six different clients, different agencies, which would all have their own set of clients. And I think eventually, I, I still think that I would top out of my people at two agencies that they would be working with but then around that point uh, i probably would have enough to bring on one of those 75 dollars hour and i actually have a couple of people that might fit to help with the management because the nice thing is that the agencies themselves will handle the strategy So all that I will need on my end is somebody who understands the strategy better than the $35-an-hour people so that they can translate that into the actual game plan, like this is what it actually looks like. That actually might be brilliant. That could be it. So essentially, maybe that should be my first bit. It's not... The, the value is not in me doing the delivery. The value is, I can take the strategy that you want, and I can turn it into a plan that anyone can do. Anyone can go and fulfill on your, your strategy. So what I'm going to do is, I'll be the translator. You bring, your agency clients. You handle the strategy. They don't ever talk to me. I don't really. Doesn't really matter. You give me whatever documentation you have, whether it's video or written or whatever, on what it is that needs to be built for them. And then I will be the fulfillment. And in fact, that actually fits perfectly because I've talked with Greg about potentially having us, like creating a monkey pod fulfillment, which would just be me. Kind of is what it's turned out to be. Okay, this could be really cool. And for $3,500 a month, What that essentially now this is the thing I got to figure out is whether that makes sense long term from a from an outsourcing perspective because I would want again I would want to have one person dedicated to every agency and I don't think I don't think that long term it's going to make sense for thirty like thirty five hundred a month doesn't profit me very much because. If you think about like 3,500 a month is 40, 40k a year, um, which is that which is their cost. But if I'm going to profit, I need my people to be making a little bit more than that. So it might need to be something closer to 4,500 or even 5k a month, which fits with everything else that I've been doing. But 5K a month gives me enough profit to be able to pay someone a salary. 5K a month is, what's that, 70 grand a year? 70K a year. Uh, If I'm taking, I don't know, 20 off the top of that, 50 grand. 50 grand a year is after tax, or before taxes, that's what. Just under six grand a month. Oh, that's that's great money for a part timer, for a for an entry level person. So I got to figure out the, the math there. But it would basically be 4,500 to 5k. Maybe I'll start out with a lower, like the first one I pitch it to all, pitch it 4k or whatever. Um, yeah, this could be very interesting. Very very interesting and then that puts me in a different position completely because now I'm not marketing to businesses I'm marketing to agency owners and I don't know that I would shut down my personal agency ever but I kind of like the idea of me being it kind of fits being the agency behind the agencies so the one the biggest the biggest problem is implementation it's the doing there's no shortage of strategy there's no shortage of design there's no shortage of good quality consulting what there's a shortage of is quality output among agencies and that's what we solve for we're a straight up white label agency we do the work that your agency tells you should be done and we do it better and faster more completely And, yeah, I like that a lot. Okay, i got to write that up and send that over. Because that totally... Oh, I love it. Well, I'll love it more when uh, one of these people decides to go for it. But I do love it in theory. Um, So, yeah we'll uh, we'll play around with that and see what we come up with anyway stay eight you may have noticed by now that i by this point i'm kind of clumping things together um so the episodes will just sort of come out as i'm coming up with new things and as we're as we're pushing stuff out um but anyway cool well i'll check in with you tomorrow and let you know how it's going peace What's up, day nine? It's the afternoon. Hi. <laughs> Hi, puppies. And we are headed out to do that thing. Wick's got these little shoes, they're on these front paws now. So you might hear <laughs> the sound of his paws hitting the ground uh, as we walk. Anyway, um, kind of a big day. Rearrange some stuff after I believe it was yesterday morning. Maybe it was this morning. Is today actually day eight? I don't even know what day it is today. Anyway, I... Oh, no, today is day nine. But I realized... Oh, it was last night. That's right. Um, so I pitched a couple people on the... Uh, on handyman services, like as a white label. Um, as a white label service. And I think actually... So that sort of crystallized. And I think what I'm going to do is have two sets of services. Um, One will be for business owners, which is Handyman, basically the game plan, uh, Handyman Services, On-Site Overhaul, and then what I'm going to call uh, Handyman Crew. And Handyman Crew is essentially like an upgraded version of the Handyman Services where you get... um, uh, some content created as well, and I might make that a la carte, where it's like we do something around handyman, like content creation, something or other. Um, but I don't know. I, I might. That's just kind of there as a, as an option for people not to pick, because <laughs> it's the higher option. But I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to make the handyman services uh, that's going to encompass the apprenticeship. So it's basically not no hourly stuff anymore. It's all gonna be $3,500 a month, and it's everything. And that's gonna be, uh, I'll bring on the apprentice at $30 an hour, 20 hours a week maximum per client. So the apprentices that I bring on won't be, uh, well, they essentially get 60%. So sixty percent of thirty-five hundred, I think, comes out to like twenty, still under 2500 I think. <coughs> anyway, so the way I'm going to sell it, as it's crystallizing, as I'm taking off, taking offerings off the table. Oh, I need to shoot. Um, is I'm going to sell drive traffic to the game plan first, which I might rebrand as like the diagnostic, or something to. Like I kind of like the car analogy, but anyway. Game plan slash diagnostic uh will be twenty five hundred um twenty five hundred and then the delivery of the game plan I'll basically I'll give you uh I'll go do the do the game plan, come up with the recommendations, and then I'll say um you know, I'll take $1,000 off handyman services and so you'll get essentially sorry you'll get a few of those recommendations implemented um, a, few, a, a piece of the game plan will get implemented and then the delivery will be essentially a sales pitch into here are your numbers here's what you need to do next here's what your long term strategy should be And then I can pitch them on. Now, you could go. You can do this yourself, which will cost you X. Or you can go hire someone, which is going to cost you Y. Or you can just bring me on for $3,500 a month, which is way less than you're going to pay even a a low-cost resource. But you're going to get me. And... And essentially, I'll just pitch them on that as the continuation. So it's like, look, I've already done all the research. I've already started the build. If we start in the, the handyman services, um, then I will be your direct resource to go and build all this stuff. Which means I'll, you know, we'll, we'll do everything I talked about in The Apprenticeship. <coughs> but but, uh, it will be positioned as, um, just as ongoing. So it'll be the same kind of sort of idea. We'll do, you know, the first, and I think I'll probably, instead of pitching it in phases, I'll just pitch it in an actual timeline. So we'll say, or maybe I'll put specific metrics or deliverables in each phase so that they know, you know, if we get through phase one, which takes three months, let's say, then included in the cost of your handyman services contract will be, I'll come out to your business and we'll just, so that'll kind of be worked into it. I kind of like that idea. And then over the long term, you know, have somebody dedicated, but I don't even need to talk to them about that Um, because I can just pitch it instead of pitching it as here's how it works I can pitch it more directly as here are the benefits to you because that the real difference is not the fact that I'm hiring an apprentice the real difference is the fact that I am uh, providing them lower-cost service with dedicated ongoing support so you end up with all of the benefits and none of the downside, right? Um, and then the numbers, everything sort of rolls out the same way. So my assumption is, my, my assumption is that I can get one uh, new game plan sale every month. So that'll be part of my job. In fact, that's one of my metrics. I have to get... Between now and January 1st, I need to get three, well, actually four, because this one that I'm going to sell this month won't count. um, Unless he puts it off and doesn't end up buying it until October. And then I guess it would count, but I don't want it to count. Anyway, three new uh, game plan sales, and I'm hoping that I can sell a game plan for less than a monthly spend of $500. So essentially, I'm hoping I can get that return on those ads. Um, I don't think I've had enough traffic to that page to even hope for a return because nobody's even requested an appointment. So maybe I can do some work on the page itself. And I'll talk to my people and see. But anyway, so if I can do that, and then I keep... I mean, what I'm going to do also is, is transition all of my existing clients to just 500 a month because I haven't really been doing much for them anyway. Then I've got two content creation clients, Corey with Pixnippets and then Chris at Sales Message. So I'll have content that I'm creating uh, each month and I'll have... So that's 2,000 there, another 1,500 from uh, the... Um, my existing clients, and then if I can sell one um, one of these uh, game plans each month, then that totals out to thousand uh, fifteen hundred plus two thousand thirty five hundred plus twenty five hundred is six K per month, and then combine that with if I can get one person onto the handyman retainer, uh, which I think I can do. And the nice thing is I realize I can probably um, I can probably do the white label version of the handyman services as well. I'm going to talk to a couple of people that I've already been speaking with, but I think that that could work pretty well, and in fact, there's an opportunity I haven't spoken to him about this yet, so luckily by the time this episode airs, I will at least have spoken to him and it will either be in works, or it will be something that we're not going to do at all. So I'll talk to Greg about potentially turning on a monkey pod fulfillment arm that would be completely outsourced. Uh, It'd be like a partnership type thing. Um, But I figured that I can do basically the same... Like, I'm I'm pretty confident that between me and a a 20-hour-a-week resource, I can pretty much deliver on anyone's agency services um, until well at least any agency that, that needs that type of service right? so they're small enough and they have few enough clients to where they just sort of need a bridge and it could be something they could grow into long term so we start out at 3500 and I might even like I think it would probably need to be tied to the number of clients they have eventually but to start with I can't imagine anybody's going to need more than 20 hours a week of additional delivery. And I know that because uh, with Danny uh, the guy that I hired, he we, he was able to do all the stuff that I needed to do for Danny in that month and he probably worked 35, 40 hours in the whole month um, and it was just because I gave him very specific directions. So like between him and me, if I had if I had, you know, five or ten of those clients, that could work really well. So, in other news, I have done uh, the research to figure out my nut, my um, my personal required salary, and it is less than half of what I thought it was. <laughs> Uh, so, as of October 1st, my salary is officially 40, $47,000 a year. Um, because I figured out the business can actually pay up to $900 worth of my rent payment, which is huge. And then also, um, it's covering a bunch of other bills. And so, when, when I take that much out of rent, then really all I'm left with are some credit cards and the auto loan and uh, it, it totals out that plus a little bit of personal savings and um, uh, and some spending money each month totals out to just over $3,000 a month. So I'm going to do bi-weekly, or not bi-weekly, but twice a month pay. Um, set it up on payroll, make sure the taxes all get paid. And I've got to figure out how, I don't know, <laughs> somehow I'm going to have to communicate that to the IRS for whatever my my tax owings are but my credit basically is shot you know it's funny after all that stuff that I said about credit I I got back to a letter from Capital One saying hey we just need some additional documentation we just need to see your IRS letter of incorporation and then like a bill or a bank statement with your address on it and I was like okay so I sent that off to them And I might be getting a credit card, business credit card. Maybe not, because if they run my credit, my personal credit again, they will see that it is shit, terrible. Um, But we'll see, I don't know. See what happens there. Either way, I think with my projections, I think that at least the business will stay in the black. Well, I guess it has to, because I don't have, I can't not be staying in the black. So, we will continue to uh, roll forward with that. Um, And by the end of my my projections, with a very, very slow, steady growth, by the end of next year, I'll have almost 50K in the bank, which, uh, as luck would have it, because I am 100% owner, I can do owner's distributions, and I might even be able to get access to some of that money. But really what I want is cash. That's like my big thing. I think having cash in the bank for something like that um, just sets me up for long-term success. um, Because then I can pay bills, etc. And the biggest thing is I can set my personal payroll on autopilot. And as long as I get it approved on time, I can just let it go, and I don't have to worry about it, so that's kind of exciting. Um, Anyway, the the crazy thing is, like, realizing that in 10 days, um, less than 10 days, in 10 days, I've been able to, uh, well, it's not even so much I have, it's just enough has happened to where uh, the whole... My whole outlook on the business situation is completely shifted. Like I'm not concerned really much about it anymore because, uh, because I know that, I know like what the outcomes are or what they could be, right? And I know what it looks like and now I have clear direction. My job for the next, it's gonna get really loud here in a second. My job for the next uh, six months, well, even closer than that, my job for the next three months is to sell three additional game plans, get one person, and then maybe a second one in December, onto the handyman c- contract, uh, and that could be either um, either white-label services or just the strict agency services. Um, And then not lose any of my other three clients, which I think should be easy. And I had a really good conversation with one of them today, um, just talking about, like, he's just overwhelmed with a lot of stuff he's got to do. He's a very, very small sort of budding business. And I was like, dude, I totally get it. And I have been trying not to overbill you, but I think it makes sense for us to get into a rhythm and then maybe around the first of the year, depending on how everything is performing, we might want to increase that and bring in more resources. So those people, there's a lot of potential there for maybe one of them to to upgrade to the handyman service as well. So that could be kind of cool. Um, And yeah, Um, I also, in other news, (laughs) heard back from the guy that gonna be working with Greg to come up with a deal to essentially license Greg's courses. And I think what I'm gonna do with him is have him pay a licensing fee and then let him charge whatever he wants to for the courses. So I think he, based on their projected revenue, I think we'll come up with a, with a good licensing number. So I want to get a good idea of how many people he's expecting to sell into his cor- into his thing, um, and then what his realistic projections are for how many of those courses he's going to sell. Because that doesn't make any <coughs> doesn't make excuse me doesn't make any sense for Greg uh, or me to put a bunch of time and effort into something where we are going to end up having to like we're going to put all this time and effort in, and then he might sell one or two. Um, so like I, need, I want this guy and I feel like this guy should be properly incentivized to sell and I feel like the best way to do that is to give him the opportunity to make more money if he sells more right so because because the, say, the selling of the courses is not in our hands somebody else is going to be in charge of that it makes more sense for the person who's going to do the selling to be the one who is actually in charge of that's actually going to benefit if somebody sells, right? So I don't really like the idea of of Greg or me or anyone else that's involved being sort of at the mercy of somebody else's sales team. Now, if he wants us to come up with the marketing content and sell them that way, that's one thing, but I feel like that's too much of a partnership. And this is more of a licensing deal. So I suspect that he's going to, that if we were to get him to pay... I don't know, 4500 bucks $4, a month for all of the content. If, if, the, if the, the full thing is just under $600, then he has to sell for 45 If we said just to make the math easier, if we said said it costs $500 for the full courses, all the courses, and it costs, uh, and we were to set, charge him like, let's say, 4 grand. Um, That means he has to sell five, uh, sorry, six, um, each month to break even. So it just kind of depends on what his sales volume is going to be, because if he's planning on doing... If he's planning on doing, you know, 20, 30, 40 a month, then 4K for licensing is like nothing, right? Because uh, if he can get... If, it's, if he's doing 50 people a month... Let's say he's doing 50 people into the whole thing a month and he sells, you know... I, basically, he's, he's incentivized and he can price it however he wants because he's paying for the licensing and the content. So, in, in reality, it's $500 for the whole thing on Greg's website. But it's probably worth double that. So this guy could pretty easily charge double um, and make more because he's doing the selling. Right, that's his incentive. So I think probably four, five k, something like that, is what we'll end up with. But we'll see. See what the guy says. I guess by the time this episode airs, we will know what the guy had said. So if I remember, I'll come back and right after this episode, I'll tell you what he said and what we ended up with. Or maybe it'll be in the next episode. Anyway, um, I am going to be talking with him tomorrow. So here in the the near short term we'll have a pretty good idea of how that's going to roll out so <clears throat> anyway kind of uh, kind of exciting um, just some different different thoughts different ideas um, oh I didn't even remember I have this the mentorship that I've sold um, which I could I didn't really talked about that much um, in fact, like maybe, that's, maybe that's the third offering. Maybe I don't even offer the content creation as like a one time service. I just offer handyman or mentorship. Um, like the handyman mentor. Yeah, I think I like that better, actually. Because that's just 1000 a, a month. And it's like, just, this is, you're paying to upgrade your existing staff. So it's not designed to be a done-for-you service. It's designed to be Um, let me make your staff better at what they do. So we'll deal with that when we get there. Um, But yeah, kind of exciting, kind of fun, kind of cool. Uh, This is day nine in the afternoon. I might be back this evening with some more thoughts, but we'll see. Peace. (laughs) Peace. What is up? It is day nine. It is the PM. And uh, some things are clicking. Things are clickety-clicketing. And I'm excited about it. I don't know if you can hear the pep in my voice. But um, I always get excited about things when a new way of talking about it or or presenting it is is revealed in my head. Or I, I have a flash of inspiration. But... I'm actually really excited about um, this this like shift. I think the handyman, I think I had it, I had it right the first time is what it comes down to. I think the handyman uh, idea, the handyman framework, is the right one because I think my I've, I've toyed' around with trying to like express a lot of different ideas, a lot of different beliefs and thoughts one of the big ones is that um, businesses need resources. Like they don't need a bunch of different resources. They need one resource that gets their business and they can do everything. Um, they need a handyman, right? That's what they really need. They don't need a video guy and a copywriter and a Infusionsoft guy and all other stuff. They need a handyman. And so my service is Uh, primarily that. It's providing people with a handyman. um, And, you know, initially I am personally the handyman. But then over time, I, through the apprenticeship, I train up other handymen or women to be like me. Right? So the idea is to create a training like the apprenticeship is not something that I'm pitching or selling to a customer, to a business owner that's just the way that I do it I use apprentices Um, which I think is pretty cool and then the idea is uh, with the mentorship it's the same thing as the apprenticeship just without me hiring them so it's like if you've already got somebody there let me teach them how to be a handyman let me teach them how to do what I do because it's not... You don't learn that on your own. And in fact, I came up with tomorrow is gonna, I'm going to do a video. And it's going to be basically um, this concept. Which is, if you're a fighter, you go into a, into a fight. Um, you will never... Well, it's, this is basically what it is. You'll never see a fighter into the ring and win and be successful if that fighter does not have an experienced seasoned coach like the video tomorrow i have it all set up there's going to be a picture of a guy with a bag just hitting a bag and then a picture of a guy hitting mitts and i'm going to say what's the difference between these two photographs what's the difference between these two pictures the main difference is the coach right the experience level Because predominantly, like, coaches are, good coaches are not just people who understand something theoretically, right? They're people that have actually done it. And maybe they haven't done it, like, maybe they're not, they weren't, like, big-name professionals, maybe they weren't the most famous uh, athletes, but they know enough and they spend spent enough time coaching to where they know the right way to do it, right? So it's like, it's like, um, you know, a, basically somebody who, who has no coach will can kind of understand the theory, but they'll never really understand the practice. And they'll never really get that deeper insight into the way things actually work. And that's kind of the idea. like. Yeah, you can hire someone and you can pay them 30 bucks an hour and they can go look up the digital marketer courses and they can go take the monkey pod Infusionsoft courses and they can, you know, go do a bunch of things. But that's, that's no different in the long term sense than a boxer or an MMA fighter um, just watching a bunch of tape and then going and becoming a fighter. Right, there's, you can't, you you, you can do it, it's possible, and you can do okay, but your long-term success is going to come down to your coaching, like the team that surrounds you, the coaching that surrounds you, um, because they're going to give you the right things to do to make you better. Anyway, so it's kind of exciting. I think I might be able to get a couple people into that as well. Um, so it's exciting. And then, uh, my, the, the other thing too about the mentorship is that I actually have, I've sold that. So I have a customer on that program. Um, and, uh, so that's pretty fancy. Um, there, anyway, didn't have a whole lot really that I wanted to talk about except the idea that I think... I think it all centers around handyman like that's really what businesses need um, and I think actually it crystallized because today I was watching went back and watched um, the monkey pod that documentary that Greg made um, which was very very well put together I was very impressed with the production value with everything to do with it uh, but he talked specifically like they made a I was paying attention because they were talking about me but they kept talking about mentioned and it made, it made sense me hearing even though they were talking about me uh, I didn't actually know they were going to be talking about me until they said my name at the end but they said yeah yeah like sometimes what you need to put these things together is someone who just gets everything so who's like a handyman that can do everything um, so anyway so uh, so I, 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 I in fact I don't even think I talked about that I killed the idea of the handyman crew. That didn't last very long. But I killed that idea because I didn't I don't want to really content creation is something that I do for people that I where I really get their software. Like I could maybe do it for plus this. I could do it for Zapier. Um, although Zapier has so many use cases I wouldn't I there's no I wouldn't even be able to touch it. But like for sales message for Chris, because I we know each other and for Corey we know each other, so it makes kind of makes sense to do it that way. But um, the content creation, I don't think, is going to be a huge part of what I do long-term. But I think the handyman, that idea, I think, is going to be, it's going to be pretty powerful. So, so the game plan leads to handyman services. And I, I like it, too, because it simplifies it. You do a game plan, and then basically I say... In fact, I think I figured out a way to, to run the billing on it, too. But basically you do a game plan and then after the game plan you have two choices. One well you have, well, you technically have three choices. The first choice is you can take the plan and do nothing right? do nothing further and the second choice is that you can hire me to come out for an on-site overhaul and implement as much of it as possible um, and then the third choice is uh, to sign up for to go straight into the handyman, visual handyman, and that's 3,500 a month. And depending on when uh, when I deliver the um, the game plan, you just roll right into it. So, like, if I did a game plan, so like this guy, I'm doing a game plan for. Uh, hopefully, like this week or something. Hopefully he pays me tomorrow. That would be ideal. But anyway. Um. um he, he pays and then the idea is that I'll just roll him in I'll say okay so you can either go and do your own stuff or I can um, give you a couple of hours of time like just include some time to, to implement or I can um, uh, come out and do implement a bunch of things maybe what I'll do actually this is a good idea What if I killed the idea of a two-day on overhaul, made it a three-day, and the promise is that I will implement all of the short-term recommendations. So I can build the recommendations so that, I can build into the recommendations that there's like, short-term, mid-term, long-term recommendations. Maybe I'll do the tactical tactical recommendations, strategic recommendations. Yeah, because the tactical ones are something that I could get done. But the idea would be the overhaul would be in three days, I will get all of the tactical recommendations implemented. In addition to, well, maybe not. That might be over-engineering it. But essentially, I can just say, I'll come out and do it all. Or you can sign up for handyman service and we'll build it over the course of however long. Um, and go from there. So yeah. Now, the one thing that I haven't talked about yet is there is going to be some difficulty in the delivery of these services. Now, I like the idea, and I've built in uh, I've built in removing me from it, but I know that if I don't do the work of finding the apprentice soon enough, it's gonna become very difficult. I'm not saying that it's not gonna work at all. I'm just saying I know that's where I burnt out in the past, so I have to be very careful, because I'm I'm sort of inviting um of creating an invitation for people to take advantage of me Um, under the guise of risk you know creating risk for someone else's sake but there's just something in me that's like yeah you'll get taken advantage of but that's the price of being the most honest um, agency that's out there I guess I don't know so we'll see Um, but uh, that's pretty much all I got so Onwards and forwards. See what happens tomorrow. Peace. Well, that does it for episode six of season two. Next week on Think Like Me or Don't, things start to go off the rails a little bit. A lot of times, I know you may have run into this before where you have all these ideas and you get all this positive momentum to move things forward, but then you have to go do it. And there's that, there's the emotional, uh, there's the after effect of that catharsis, the come down, if you will, from the high of having realized what you need to go do, where now the universe around you isn't on the same page as you sometimes. Anyway, so in next week's episode, a couple of segments, segments, I'm a little bit frustrated with the way that things, how long things are taking. Uh, but there's some really cool lessons I think to be gleaned from not only my reaction but what happens with my reaction. Anyway, I won't give any more away. Listen to next week's episode; it's going to be great. As always, uh, head over to Anchor.fm forward slash Think Like Me. Drop in your comments, your questions, your jokes, your anecdotes, your stories, your songs, or I don't know whatever you want, uh, if it's appropriate, or more likely if it's not appropriate, it will I will for sure feature it on a future episode of think like me or don't as always i am your host brett martineau excited about next week see you then peace